Motives, what is going on? My name is Yash Akbinar, and today we are joined with the founder of Motivation Everything, Cody Cottle. Do you believe in yourself? Do you absolutely believe that you can achieve anything you ever want? If you have doubts, that's normal. But it doesn't have to be the norm forever. Belief in oneself is vital for success. And who better to join us than someone like Cody Cottle, the founder of the Motivation Everything Club. This man will get you off your seat and into action because that is what he's all about. Our conversations always hits differently. Cody constantly goes above and beyond to serve others. The first time we spoke, we literally went on for two hours and kept on discovering so many similarities between ourselves. That call was only supposed to last for 30 minutes. I am so excited that you have joined us for episode 63. So without further ado, let's discover what's behind Cody's motive. How are you today? Honored to be here, man. Yash, I appreciate you having me on here. It's just uh, every day you get the opportunity to to speak into people's a good day, right? Definitely, definitely. And I love the, the mission that you have behind what you do. Um, but I, we'll get into that in a second. What, what's been the highlight of your week this week? I love asking this question to my guests. Well, it's, it's technically a Monday, so I, I would Last say, week. but if you... <laughs> For the last week, uh, the highlight of my week has just been, um, man, just some incredible changes. And in some of the people that I've worked with and one person in particularly started their own business and they've had some incredible breakthroughs on um, financial success. And I think one of the coolest things for me is getting to watch that growth in others and seeing the impact that it's having. Man, that's awesome. And I, we've known each other for a while and I know how much you genuinely care about others and their success like some people just say it you know but you genuinely care you um i i I still i don't think i'll ever forget that two-hour conversation we had that one day uh i don't know if you remember that but i do that was like that was only supposed to be a half an hour call and then we just went real deep and we shared each other's stories and i really wish we recorded that but that's okay we got today for that now so i would love for you to just share your story and like where you've come from your upbringing um and leading on to your career and everything like that man it's it's definitely a really emotional story that provides a lot of value yeah absolutely um you know it's still tough for me to tell it now but i'll do my best and i'll kind of give you guys the long version you know so i was born in michigan And uh, I was born to a single mom with two kids because my father was incarcerated three months after I was born. Uh, My father's still incarcerated today. He will be serving a 30-year sentence for a nonviolent drug sentence for being a biker gang leader and immediately born into some adversity, you know? You know, mom mom was a great mom. Mom loved us. Mom had a big heart, but uh, we struggled financially. Even working two, three jobs, I came home to man, probably two, three eviction notices in my childhood, lived in a car twice, moved around a lot, didn't have a lot of stability. And because of that at a young age, I uh, 
you know, not having that, that male role model, not having um, someone to look up to and, and a father to me. Uh, I had a lot of insecurity, a lot of lack of confidence, a lot of anger issues, and I, I struggled with it a lot. And it wasn't until probably 13 years old that things began to change for the right direction for me. So you can imagine the first 13 years of my life were, were really tough years for me. And I was very lost and confused. And what made it even worse is I was overweight, like 20, 30 pounds growing up. And that made me even more insecure about myself. And I hit puberty later than most of the people actually, you know, going 13 years old, you know, going out of eighth grade or whatever into high school. Those are the years all the guys are developing, they're getting muscle tone, this and that. And, and I was behind all of them. So as you can imagine, like I just was a wreck, man. Like I started hanging out with the wrong people, making the bad decisions. But one thing I did have is I was ambitious and I've always been pretty driven in my own way. And maybe that's because, you know, I'll never forget being young and going into a gas station with my mom and my sister. And my mom told me the night before, like how she didn't have money for rent. And I remember walking into this gas station, my sister picking up this candy bar. It was like a Butterfinger. She loved Butterfingers. And I remember her looking at my mom and saying, mom, you know, can I have this candy bar? And I remember the hesitation on my mom's face. Like we didn't have the money, like not even the money, like for a candy bar, but my, my mom like hesitated. And she did tell my sister, she's like, sure, honey, I could, I could see how much that hurt. And she looks at me and says, Cody, do you want something too? And I was like, no, mom, I know we can't afford it. So at a young age, I knew like money wasn't there and it was a struggle. So I didn't ask for anything, you know, I'd hand me down clothes. So what I started doing is around 13 years old, a little younger than that, probably around 10, I started going to the neighbors and stuff. Like my mom would let me, maybe it was like 13 because she didn't like it at first, right? I was 10 years old. Around 13, she started letting me knock it on the neighbor's doors. Hey, can I rake your leaves? Can I, can I mow your you know, yard? Can I weed your garden? Anything to make a few dollars. And I started doing that on my, you know, my whole road. And I actually got some clients. I actually started making some money. It was pretty cool at a young age. And my neighbor next door, his name was Wally. And I'll never forget the impact that Wally had on my life. And first, you know, I just started doing some work for him. And he saw something in me, Yash, that I didn't see in myself. And, you know, after I would get done doing work, we would sit and talk for a half hour, an hour, two hours. And I never had a male role model in my life that listened to me. And I would ask him questions upon questions upon questions about life. Well, come to find out, Wally was very successful. Wally was a retired millionaire in his 50s, had built several companies, lived in Florida, moved back to Michigan, was retired. And he taught me a lot about life. And I'll never forget one time he, he looked at me and he, he said, you can be anybody you want to be in this world. And just because you're born into this set of circumstances, Cody, doesn't mean that you have to stay there. And, and I was like, wait, you mean me? Like, I can be whoever I want to be. I can be like you one day. And he told me a story. That's why stories are so powerful. And he told me about how he was born and he was abused as a kid and, and the struggles that he went through and how he created the life that he wanted to live and all these amazing things he did. And he showed me pictures of the place he traveled and businesses he had and so on and so forth. And it inspired me. And he believed in me. And I think sometimes it takes somebody else's belief in you before you have belief in yourself to really ignite that flame inside of you. What I didn't know was Wally, before I had met him and started doing that work, was diagnosed with multiple myeloma blood cancer and emphysema, um, a lung disease from smoking cigarettes most of his life. 
And he was told that he had six months to live and he lived three more years. Wally became very close to a father. My sister's father also, you know, was like a father to me. I will say that we have different dads, but Wally's the closest thing I ever had to that, you know, and I got to, I moved in with him, which might sound weird to some people. He's my neighbor. I ended up living with him for a year and a half. And he completely changed my life. He built my confidence up. He showed me what it's like to, to live a good life and to have dreams and to have passions and to have vision and to know where you want to go and be focused on those things. And, you know, he passed away and that little time I got to spend with him set me up for the rest of my life. Now, I will say after he passed away, I struggled. I was broken and I couldn't live in Michigan anymore. I went back to live with my mom and me and my mom moved down to South Carolina for Michigan to start a new life. And it was there that I started falling back into making bad decisions. You know, I I learned so much from Wally, but I just couldn't handle the pain of not having him in my life anymore. And I struggled and I started hanging out with the wrong friends. And that brings me at 18 years old. I found myself in jail for the night. I spent 16 and a half hours in a jail cell. I'll never forget it, man. Like just feeling stuck, feeling lost. How did my decisions get me here? Counting the bricks in that jail cell with that little cot. There was like 182 bricks on the wall. And the worst part was the little window on the top. You could pull yourself up on the gym. I worked out at was across the street, the aquatic and fitness center. And I just, I felt trapped, Josh. Like, I just was like, is this, is this my life? You know, is this where I'm going? Is this where my decisions have led me? And obviously they had, and I'll never forget getting out of jail the next day, going home and my mom sitting me down and saying, you're turning into your father and it's breaking my heart. And statistically speaking with a father incarcerated for 30 years, there's a higher probability of me ending up in prison too. I don't want to be another statistic. I don't think a lot of us do. So I knew then to see a change, I had to make a change with my life. And it's funny because I do a lot of public speaking now, but I was terrified of public speaking. I had no confidence growing up. And I remember making a a conscious decision after going to jail that night on who I wanted to be in the world. Who does Cody Cottle want to be? What is the identity I want to have in this world? How do I want to show up when other people think of me, talk to me, see me, interact with me? And I wanted to be a public speaker. I wanted to change the lives of people. I wanted to speak into people that had been through tough times like I'd been through. So the next few years, I'm 26 now from 18 to 26. I spent a lot of time in sales. I wanted to master the art of communication. I didn't go to college. I have no college degree. I finished high school in three years and I immediately went into, I built a network marketing company. I won't say the name of it right now, but I built up a $60,000 a year income, which was huge. And then that fell out from under me. But in there, I learned about personal development and learned the power of mentorship that we can read books and educate ourselves. For the first time I got to see a room full of people that were like-minded and driven and pushed one another and weren't hanging out drinking or smoking, or doing drugs, or working towards goals to better their life. It was the most attractive environment I've ever been a part of. When that fell apart, I didn't know what to do. I was kind of lost. So I was like, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Millionaires are real estate agents. You know, real estate is a great, you know, career. It's a tough career, but I can do it. 
And I went into real estate and I spent two years in real estate and learned the entire game and absolutely loved it. You know, for some reason I got bored of it though. And I moved from real estate to timeshare, which is one of the hardest sales jobs in the world, high pressure sales. And I spent a year in timeshare. And I think I was around 21 years old or so. And I broke my first six figures that year, which was a massive success story for me. But I still didn't feel fulfilled. It didn't feel like enough. So my mom had moved back to Michigan because my sister had my nephew, Oakley. And I followed shortly after. And I came back to Michigan, not sure what I was going to do yet. And after, you know, I had money saved up, living for probably about six months just off of savings, I saw an ad for a door-to-door sales job in a big city, Grand Rapids, about uh, 50 minutes from where I lived. And I drove to Grand Rapids and wore a suit and tie, and I ended up selling AT&T door-to-door for a year and became second in the nation for sales for AT&T. Wow. And uh, it was quite the experience. A lot of people would say, why would you knock doors? You know, going from 60K in network marketing to, to selling houses and making a lot of money in that, to over six figures in timeshare, then to knocking doors. For me, it wasn't about the money. I think I loved a challenge. I think I loved pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and staying in that uncomfortable zone. And on top of that, I saw Mark Cuban in an interview say, if you can spend six months in door-to-door sales, it's equivalent to a four-year college degree in like sales and communication. And Mark Cuban's the man. And I was like, well, if Cuban says that, I'm going to go do it. So I did almost a year in it. And I got bored of that. And I went into car sales and I sold cars for about a year and a half. I did really well in that too. You have to build a book of business in that. But I just used, you know, video marketing and different techniques and stuff and, and just reaching out to people and finding different ways for lead generation that made me successful in my career. But I, I knew at the, the end of selling cars, I knew it was time for me to do something more. And God, I truly believe, gave us all gifts and talents. That is our responsibility to to figure out what those gifts and talents are, to master those gifts and talents, and to give them away to the world. And for me, I have an ability of communication. I have high energy. I have some charisma. And I have the ability to really just pour into people, you know, with my voice and selling products, commodities, and services was not what God intended for me to do with the gifts that he gave to me. So I had a a Kairos moment, as we say, and I knew that I needed to start helping people, but I wasn't sure how. And I began making a lot of motivational videos and a lot of content and different things and just pouring everything I learned, you know, I've read over a hundred books. I've been to seminars. I paid for masterminds. I had spent over $30,000 on Cody, making Cody a better version of Cody. Now it's time to help other people. And through that, the development of the company I own now came to be. So I started a Facebook group called Motivation Everything. And the goal behind that was not to build a business. The goal behind that was to build a community of like-minded, positive, driven individuals that could come together and encourage one another to become the best version of ourselves. But it grew. I do, you know, 30-second motivation check videos every single day. They're anywhere from 30 seconds to less than a minute, packed full of value. I haven't missed a day yet since I started. And through that consistency and different people that I've worked with, I've been able to build a brand. I've been able to build a company. 
We have our first virtual event coming up in December, Accelerate. And we now have the Motivation Everything Club, which is a paid year mastermind group where we are literally taking people, me and my team, in their five-year plans and helping them do it in 12 months. And what we're doing there is we're big thing is clarity. A lot of people don't even know what their gifts are and how to use them and how to apply them in the world we're in. They don't have the strategy to do it and they don't have the accountability and the motivation to actually make it happen. So that was kind of a long winded version of what's led me to where I'm at now and the, the way I'm serving people now. That's what I wanted you to share, man. And um, I think I got very emotional at the, at the middle part, like I always do when you share that story. So uh, I really do appreciate that. If we can step back a bit, and I feel like you touched on a really, like everything that you shared was really important, obviously. But one thing that I really wanted to explore a bit more was when you were in that jail cell and how, then how you transitioned your life and you just had that reality check and like what you wanted to really do in your life. And then, network marketing came around, you really started to build that and you surround yourself with a new environment of people and personal development, and everything like that. How was that transition for you? Because that was really the, the, the turning point in your life. I feel like, yeah, you surround yourself with that amazing person when you were 13, but that point was really, I feel like that shift in your life. What, how did that transition turn out? Because I feel like maybe a lot of people are maybe lost you know, and, and have not surrounded themselves with those like-minded people that want to, that want to stretch themselves to the future and have the same visions and everything. So how was that transition for you, man? Yeah. Listen, I mean, when you find yourself at 18 years old in a jail cell, two weeks before you graduate, it's a tough spot to be in as many of you can imagine, but it comes down to, we have to make a decision in those moments in life, do I, do I take this, this setback in this situation and do I accept it? Do I, do I, do I pity myself and say, Oh, it's because my dad's in prison. It's because of this. It's because of that. Or, or do you take ownership of where you're at? You know, for me, it was, it really came down to understanding that I was in that jail cell because of the decisions I had made had led me there. And in order to get myself into a different situation in life, I had to take ownership of Cody and the decisions I was making. And to see that change, I had to make a change. I think it inspired me where there are some people that would have used it in the opposite way. You know, those are the moments, Josh, that can make or break you. Those defeat moments, when you find yourself on the ground, tears coming down your face, that's the moment I think that you have a true decision to make. Do I give up? Do I accept these current circumstances? It is what it is. Or do I decide to get up, learn from this, and be better? I think that's the question people have to ask themselves. What is your moment in jail. Maybe it's not actually ending up in a jail cell at 18 years old, but we've all had that moment in our life and we're going to have more of those moments. And in those moments, do you accept it? Do you let it defeat you or do you build upon it 
to want to be better. Yeah. Eat up. I'm speechless. <laughs> it's 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 simple as that, you know. Like, and it's not actually no. I'll take that back. It's not simple, but it's it's not easy, but it's simple. That's how I'll phrase it. It's not easy, but it's simple to make that shift in your mind, you know. Like, and actually understanding that there is more out there for you. And I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle as well is that self belief, and that where they actually unlock their reality for what's possible. You know, how did you, like, I know you had that experience when you were a little kid and you got to learn from such an amazing mentor and father figure of what was possible, but you then, you then again, transitioned out of that. How did you understand what was truly possible? Because I feel like that happens a lot when you're in your late teens and early, early twenties, like it happening to me at the moment in my life, where I'm actually discovering like all these different possibilities in my life and what's possible, you know? How did you discover that? Because, yeah, you could have, you you do understand that you got a decision, you got a crossroad. You're at a crossroad, and you're like, is this going to be my reality, or am I going to change my reality? But then, when you go and decide that, okay, I will change my reality. How do I change my reality? You know, and I feel like that's where people are stuck, and that's when people go back to their old environments of what's comfortable because that's all they know. You know, they don't know anything else. We've all grown up in a time where we're raised to become employees and normal people living lives of like what others tell us in some cases, you know, like how do you go about shifting that reality and going about actually understanding what's possible for your future? Yeah. So first, I think there's two parts really to this question. First, like how do people know that there's the ability to have a better life. And then how do they actually change and create that life? You know, number one is you don't know what you don't know. It's, it's true. You don't know what you don't know. Now we live in a world where at our fingertips, we have access to so much information, yet very few people actually apply it. So for me, it started with Wally at 13 years old, sharing with me the possibility of a better life. I didn't need an Instagram. I didn't need a Facebook. I didn't need to see other people living amazing lives that I want to live because I had someone that told me about his story, where he'd been, the things he'd done, and that I could live and do those things too. So I think sometimes it comes in the form of mentorship. It's a form of inspiration. So maybe that's a person in your life that you look up to that has and is doing the things that you already want to do. Maybe it is social media. Maybe it is seeing other people out there living their dreams. And, and, and that inspires you. You know, for me, I was always the kind of person, and, and I don't know if you guys need me to break this secret to you or not, but nobody in the world's better than you. We all put our pants on the same way. And that's one thing that when I see people do incredible things and achieving incredible things and having experiences that I want to have, I truly believe it's possible for me too, because it is. So I think it's um, getting inspired and motivated by seeing or having communication with someone that, that has shows you this is possible and I can have an experience and live that too. So the first thing is knowing like at 18 years old for me, I knew the decisions I had made had landed me in a jail cell, but I knew there were other 18 year olds out in the world following their dreams in that exact same moment. 
and that I could live my dreams too. So, so that was the change for me. It was like, do I want to stay on the path I'm on and keep getting the results I'm already getting and most likely end up incarcerated for a lot longer than 16 and a half hours? Or do I want to shift my life and, and do something worthwhile with my life? And take what who who I am in this world and find a way to grow on that and be better and go down a better path. You know, for me, I sold weed. That's why I ended up in, in jail. I did that in a lot of my childhood. Didn't have money. It was a way to make income, help take care of the bills for mom and things like that. I could sit here and justify why I did that. But the truth is that I could have went out and worked two, three jobs at the same time and made the same amount of income. So there's a choice there, right? So I think the first thing is you don't know what you don't know. So get around people that inspire you to know that there is a better life for you out there. And then creating that life, that's the tough part. I I touched on earlier, all this information, all this wisdom, all this knowledge, it's in the world. I mean, heck, books, like people have wrote down the best methods in the world to become successful and anything that you want to do. There's a YouTube video about everything in the world that you want to do. All the knowledge is available, but people don't take the time to actually learn it. And then the most important part, apply it. Application is key. You know, one of my mentors, Nicholas Bailey, he says information plus application equals transformation. Well, I think the information is overflowing in abundance. Yeah. I think the application is what most people lack. So if someone's listening to this podcast and and they want to change their life for the better, my advice for them would first of all be, who are you surrounding yourself with? And we've all heard you're the sum of your five closest friends, but do you actually hear that? Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing to, to listen to something. It's another thing to actually hear it. And then it's another to actually apply it. So when you look who you surround yourself with, who are they? What are they doing? Where do you see them going in the next five years? And is that people that you want to be around? Are they going somewhere you want to go? And if the answer is no, then you have to make the tough decision to change your environment and who you surround yourself with. So I think that's a, that's a key thing is changing your environment and who you surround yourself with. Then I think it's getting clarity on what it is you want to do. And what's interesting for me I had clarity at a young age. I've been pretty good on this, but a lot of people struggle with figuring out clarity. Mm -hmm. And what I tell a lot of people is, well, what do you love doing and what are you good at? And write a list down of those things. Then call five to 10 people that know you well and ask them those same questions. You know, what do you think I love doing? What am I good at? When you think of me, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And then out of that, begin circling commonalities and look at what you're left with and what career exists or what career could you create that embodies who you are as a person, because you really do need to choose a path that you love doing, because if you don't, you might make money, you might be successful, but why do celebrities that quote unquote have everything or people that are very successful by society standards still commit suicide? It's because they're not fulfilled, Yash. They're not doing something that they were actually intended to do by who they were created to be. 
They might have the money, they might have the house, they might have the cars, they might have the beautiful family, but yet they're still depressed and they're still not fulfilled. And I believe from the bottom of my heart, it's because they didn't actually go down the path using what God gave them to use. So I encourage everyone to figure out what that is for you. And then the last part is surround yourself with people that are going to hold you accountable and push you because no life is an easy life. Never does it ever get easier. We just get better. We get stronger. We get more resilient. You develop more grit to keep on pushing forward. And if you love what you're doing in those tough times, you're still going to get up and do it. I definitely agree with everything you're saying there, man. And um, I was just writing some notes down of what I would include on top of what you just said. Um, At the start, I feel like there's a very big misconception around loving what you do, you know, and I feel like not a lot of people actually genuinely love what they do at the start, but if you're at least curious to actually get better, I feel like that's where it can start for some people because they look at that career. They look at that list that they've got down on both sides of what they're good at and what they love. And they figure out something and they may not be sure of what it is, you know, but they are curious, but they always hear people say, you have to love it. You have to love it. You have to love it. You know what I mean? So if they're genuinely curious about it, I feel like that's where it can start. And then that evolves into a love and into a passion. Do you know, and, and also the second thing I wanted to mention on top of what you said as well is I definitely agree with changing your environment and, and looking at the people in your life and determining where they're going to go and where you want to go. You know, it's a very important distinction. And I made that very clear in my life when I was a lot younger as well. Secondly, it was about actually determining what you're curious in and what you love. Thirdly is about getting that accountability. And I feel like a really, really important step is actually determining what you want your life to look like. You know, that yeah, future casting, is having vision. really important. If you what's want to interesting is that, you said, like people get curious about something that the first thing that popped in my mind was, well, is the outcome of that thing you're curious about where you want to go? Cause like, you know, it always starts with why and figuring out, you know, I, I think even more than why it's your identity like figure out your identity and know your identity. And if you know where you want to go and this thing that you're curious about that you think is possibly the path to get you there, then, then absolutely you should do it. Right. But it has to align. So I'm big on alignment. What is your, what's your number one goal in life and whatever you do should be lining up in alignment with getting you to that goal. Yeah. I agree, man. Definitely agree. Um, and I feel like having and, and going to your previous point about having clarity, you know, really sit down and in silence, think about that, you know, like don't just spend 10 minutes thinking about, okay, what am I good at? What do I love? Really sit down, you know, like go somewhere, go into a car, go to a park. I don't care. Go somewhere that's completely silent away from technology and just, just be one with your thoughts. You know, and I feel like that may sound a lot of woo-woo with a lot of people out there, but it's really important, you know, and, and the more I read about success principles and people that have actually created that life that I want to strive towards, success leaves clues. You know, it's 
a lot of people are saying the exact same thing. So you have to wonder like, why are they saying this? It's not, is it a coincidence or is it actually principles of success? You know, and I feel like that's where a lot of people really need to look into, you know, stop trying to reinvent the wheel. The success principles are there. All you have to do, like you said at the very start, is actually apply it. Um, I'd like to add on that, man, with the clarity. Don't be afraid to spend time alone. Like, I think one big paradigm shift for me was actually spending time alone, not being influenced by others, allowing that clarity to actually surface by having my own thoughts, not the thoughts of the people around me. Yeah. And I encourage, you know, in the time right now with, with this pandemic and COVID-19, chaos produces opportunity. And mm-hmm. we, we have such a fast-paced lifestyle. And this is actually an opportunity, and I'm seeing an awakening in a lot of people that they, they're spending more time alone because they're being forced to. But through that time alone, they're, they're learning more who they are. So I just encourage, like, who are you? What's your identity? That's the first thing you got to figure out. Yeah. Those are really important questions and sitting down and having that silence and really going deep with yourself, you know, even bringing on someone that you trust and having that conversation with them about like, what is it that you see for your life? What is it that you think I see for my life? Like having that conversation with someone that you really trust and admire is also a really good way to go about it. But I wanted to also ask you is like, what advice can you give the person listening to this, that's having low self-belief, you know, like that they, that they genuinely will achieve their dreams because I feel like that's, that's an area that's really not aligned with a lot of people as well. You know, like they know it's possible and they know that other people are doing it because they see it, you know, like whatever you can see, you can create, but what is it that, where people are missing that self-belief in themselves that they can do it and that they will do it because that's really an area of my life that I've really become clear with, you know, like I've really been sitting down and envisioning that I can do it envisioning stepping into what I want to create, what I will create and me just being in the moment in the future, you know, like I'm envisioning those steps and having that self-belief. And I feel like, to really answer the question my way. And I want, I'd love to hear your opinion on it is really just saying it over and over in your head on a daily basis, you know, seeing it on a daily basis, because that self-belief doesn't happen instantly. It doesn't happen overnight. Self-beliefs I feel like takes time to create and takes time to evolve into, into an, an obsession and then into a reality, you know? So I'd love to hear your opinion on, on self-belief. And yeah, absolutely. And this is, a, this is something a lot, of, a lot of people struggle with. So as we grow up, we become more and more conditioned to, to an average way of thinking because conformity is real. And we naturally over time begin to conform to the way most people are around us. So I think the first step is give yourself some grace if you're struggling with believing in yourself because you're not alone and a lot of people are struggling with it. I want to I want to take everyone back. I want you to imagine when you were when you were a young child and when you used to play and have fun and the game what was your favorite game that you used to do? 
Now I want you, I want to take you back to your imagination to how creative you were as a kid. You know, for me, I remember, I'll never forget growing up. I used to run through the woods with my cousin and we would like have sticks and we, and we would pretend we were in these incredible fantasy worlds and, you know, fighting dragons and demons and werewolves and stuff. And, and the imagination that we had was so vivid in detail, you know, as, a, as an eight-year-old, incredible. it was almost like I could see the dragon right in front of me, the scales, the fire coming out of its mouth. Like it was like, like it was real. Yeah. My, my subconscious mind did not know the difference. Because my conscious mind was so diligent about creating that fantasy. What happened? We grow up and that imagination starts to fade and fade. And we start to conform. And we start hearing senses like, be real. Mm. You need to get a job. You need to go to school. You need to get good grades. You need to work 40 years of your life and retire. Be realistic. That's not possible. Only lucky people have that. And we begin to hear these things. It begins to program us. Yeah. It begins us to make, we start believing it. So the thing is, excuse my language, it's all fucking bullshit. The truth is you lost your imagination somewhere along the journey and you need to get it back. Because your mind is the most powerful thing in this entire world. It's the most powerful resource that you will ever have. And you've forgotten how powerful it is. So it starts with imagination. Do you have a vision board? I have one on my wall right there. Where do you want to go? What are those goals? What are those dreams? What are those aspirations? And start almost fantasizing about them to the point where they're almost real. Print off pictures, put them on your wall on a vision board. Look at it every single day. Yeah, it sounds woohoo, but you know what? I've been doing it for eight years and my last vision board, almost every single thing that was on that board became a reality for me. So nobody can tell me it's woohoo mm -hmm. because the thing is where the mind goes, the body will follow. And it's funny how the same people that are saying it's woohoo and to be realistic are the same average conformed thinking people that never achieve those things. It's crazy. But then you have people that do, and then we all call them lucky. Yeah. It's and so success leaves clues, like you said. So for me, it's, you said something about like basically along the lines of affirmation. So there's a few ways people can program their mind. Number one is visual. I, I like to do that because it's an easy reminder. It's super easy. Like you're actually subconsciously programming your brain. If you have those visuals in your room every single day, whether you even think you notice it or you don't, your brain picks up on it probably 60,000 times a day. So you're actually programming the brain. The other way is verbal. You know, use the different sentences, start affirming to yourself. But I'm going to give everyone here on your show a hack that a lot of people don't know that I've learned that has been like a game changer for me. So I am affirmations, right? Like that's a big one. Like, like I am wisdom. I am powerful. I am abundant. I am confident. I am outgoing. I am, you can say the I am's and I am actually means God. If you go back in the word, when they approached Jesus and said, who are you? He said, I am. And mm -hmm. I am actually means God. So using the I am affirmation actually has power and connects us to our creator. So I'm big on using I am affirmations, but here's the hack. Go look yourself in the mirror. I'm talking to like, where you, your breath is showing on the mirror. You can see the pupil, the different color in your eyes. Look at you. When's the last time you really looked at you in the mirror and saw yourself for who you are? 
then start saying these affirmations to yourself and your subconscious mind is actually being programmed by you through you to believe what you're saying. So that's, that's a hack that has done some incredible things. There are people that I have watched use this hack, go from a place of receiving terrible news to where they were crippled to completely changing their state because they were in the middle of a work day to going on and crushing the day. You know, there's this guy I worked with and he got a call that his grandma died in the middle of his day, sales career at home. And he called me crying, balling, not knowing how to handle it, trying to hit a certain quota, real close to hitting a sales goal where he's going to get a two grand bonus. And once he got him to calm down, we used some breathing techniques. I told him to go in the mirror and to say these affirmations to himself over and over and over again for the next five, 10 minutes till he felt better. And he called me up at the end of the day. He made three sales. He never made three sales in a day. His grandma died that day because he completely changed his state. And maybe that sounds like a terrible story, but it's a true story. And that's why I share it with you and with your audience. It's the power of the mind. So it's, it's having imagination. It's then programming yourself to believe what you want your mind to believe. And then the third thing is once you know your identity, you have to protect your identity. Have you ever heard of crabs in a bucket, Yash? No, I haven't. So if we were to take a five gallon pail and we were to throw five crabs into a bucket and never put a top on it, those crabs will never get out of that bucket. Mm -hmm. And the reason they'll never get out of that bucket is because when one crab starts to crawl out of the bucket, the other crabs pull them back down. And it's a continuous cycle. And another crab tries to crawl out and they pull that crab down. And a crab never makes it outside of the bucket because of the company that he keeps. And the thing is, that's people. Those crabs in that bucket is most of our friends, our family, even our parents, sometimes our significant other, sometimes our best friend. And they aren't going to see what you see. Sometimes your journey, your vision, your dream, it is your dream. Nobody's going to see it for you. People are going to doubt you. People are going to discourage you. And I'm going to tell you guys something. A lot of people don't like hearing this, but nobody fucking cares about you. It's a true thing. Cause at the end of the day, if it was me or you, who are you picking? Mm -hmm. You're picking you every single time. And that's the cold reality of the world that we live in. And people don't like seeing people in their inner circle rise out of the bucket because then they start making them insecure and thinking about themselves and like, man, if, if Yash is going for it and he's blowing up and he's doing this and that, what does that say about me? Oh, but if I, if I say some doubt and sometimes they even notice they're doing it. Sometimes they just say things out of insecurity that, that affect you, that bring you back down to their level. So I would also add to the, you know, protect your identity and be very cautious who you share things with and who you let actually have that ability to speak into you in that way. Does that and make sense, Josh? Definitely, man. And I absolutely loved how you shared that. Thank you so much. Um, to really add on to that last, very last point about the crabs in the bucket. I never heard of that story, but uh, it's an incredible way to, to really think about things. And I do believe that happens, you know, but you can either, like we mentioned before, you can either accept that as your reality or you can be the other bucket. Oh, God, not the other bucket. The other crabs in the bucket that see that crab trying to escape and just not care. You know, as, as harsh as that sounds as well, like, yeah, you, you support them. But if you're constantly comparing yourself and being like, oh, that crab's doing that. What am I doing with my life? You know, that 
is what compounds over time. And that's what's really negative and toxic, you know? So you have to be able to transform those thoughts into those positive affirmations, like we were saying before, because if you constantly think about other people, then you won't have enough time to think about yourself. You know, mm. it's as simple as that. So you can either accept that as being your reality and constantly comparing yourself, or you can take a step back and be like, okay, good on them. I will support them with whatever they do, but that's not my life. You know, they're also, there has to be a sense of like, kind of like, just like cutthroat, you know, like it's, it's like, yeah, they're doing their thing. So what I'm doing my thing. I'm on my own journey. I am. I have my own dreams and ambitions and no one really sees that. And I'm okay with that. You know, that's my reality. That's everyone's reality, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there, you know? And that's when, that's when self-belief starts to occur. That's when you really genuinely see the end goal and you understand that nothing's going to put your, nothing's going to get in your way, you know, and self-belief is so, so huge, Josh. And, you know, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care and to have anyone believe in you, you got to believe in yourself first to have anyone love you. You got to love yourself first to be able to love anyone else. You have to love yourself first. So having those, those, that belief system, believing in yourself, loving yourself, being confident in yourself, knowing yourself is all essential to being able to do anything worthwhile in life. You know, I also, the thing that's interesting for me is I was asked a long time ago, Yash, by a mentor in my life, as I began down this coaching journey and he asked me, and I want to ask all of your listeners and you, what breaks your heart in this world? And I want to ask you that. I know you're supposed to be asking me the questions, but Yash, what breaks your heart in this world? negativity Mm. i feel like that's the first thing that came to mind because really it's it's a bit of both it's a bit of two emotions right and especially during this time and especially the way people see the world today and they constantly constantly and consistently see the negative and what's happening and it's ridiculous it really it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it like it's it's really toxic you know and 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 a person that doesn't have that self-belief in themselves that doesn't have that self-confidence and constantly aims to improve themselves like we're doing you know like someone that's just that's that's not quite there yet they will see that noise and they'll they'll gravitate towards that because that's all they know you know they they see the toxicity they see the negativity in the world and they're like okay, that's my reality, you know, and that's what really makes me upset because there's so much more out there for everyone, you know, and that's, that's where I feel like we really align with our values because that's the message we're trying to spread. We're trying to help people find that own voice and not conform to what everything else that took that, what everything else is happening in the life, you know, there's so much more. So I feel like that's what really, really makes me upset and, 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 and sad, you know, Mm. It's interesting you say that because it aligns with when my mentor asked me this question, I couldn't answer it on spot. I was baffled. This was years ago, probably three years ago. And it took me two weeks to get back to him with an answer because I really wanted to give him the right answer. Yeah. And it took a lot of time of just praying and meditating on this question. What breaks my heart in the world? And you know what breaks my heart in the world, Yash? unlived potential, Mm. seeing people 
their gifts, their talents. There will never be another Yash. There will never be another Cody Cottle. There were none before us. There will be none after us. All that you are is all that you are. God made you perfect just the way that you are. He gave you gifts. He gave you talents. He gave you individuality. But it's your job to harness the potential, the greatness inside of you and bring it to light and give it away to the world. And it breaks my heart how many people never do that. Like Les Brown says, the graveyard is the richest place with dreams because so many people die and they take that dream with them. Yeah. Now let's talk about the people that, that have brought their dream to life. If you ever just paused and looked around at our world and all the things that have been invented and created and all the things that we take for granted, like the ability to connect. Yash is in Australia. I'm over here in Michigan in the United States. We're able to record this podcast and have a video and look at each other eye to eye. That was someone's dream. And if they didn't ever follow that dream, we would never have this capability. Yeah. So I ask, you know, your listeners, what's your dream? Because here's the thing. I'm going to flip the switch on them. You're doing a disservice to the world by not bringing that dream to light. Mm -hmm. You owe it to the world, to yourself, and to your creator to take who you were created to be and be all that you can be. Yeah. And I, I totally agree, man. And it's, it's, I, I thank you for sharing that with us and um, the, the part about potential and everything like that and how, how literally every single person has it in them. It's so important that we don't compare ourselves to others. Because like you said, that's not our path, guys. When you see other people, it's not your path. You're on your own path. How can you ever reach the top of your mountain if you're constantly looking to your right, to your left, above you and behind you? and not focusing on what's in front of you. So I just want to encourage everyone. We live in a world also where social media creates highlight reels and a lot of it is also doctrinated to look better than it actually is. So I think that, you know, we have to focus on ourselves, focus on what's in front of us, focus on who we are and how do we become the best version of ourselves through that. Very true, man. And I want to kind of bring this full circle. And I've been meaning to ask you this question for the entire podcast episode. Um, And (laughs) really use for someone that's that feels aligned and they feel clarity and they they know what they want to do you know how do we and i I remember you mentioning like with your actual program that you help people with you bring those five-year goals into into 12 months and how how's how do you do that what are the principles what are the steps that you go through with people to actually make that turn into a reality because sometimes it's easier said than done, you know, like five years into 12 months, it's a very tough challenge, but it's definitely freaking possible. You know, if you surround yourself with the right people, everything that we've just mentioned throughout this entire podcast, if it's all aligned and you're clear, you can definitely create that. So I'd love for you to just explore a bit about that and, and how you turn that into a reality. Yeah. I mean, it would be hard to explain all here in the next, you know, few minutes, everything that I do, obviously, but I'll leave the, the, the best value of it to your audience. First of all, the number one thing is we're far more capable of what we think. 
we are far more capable of what we think. And we have limiting belief systems that have been instilled inside of our brains that we have to get rid of. So one of the big things I help people do is, is I help them establish their identity, their concrete identity, figure out exactly, even if right now, I don't care how much money you're making. I don't care how, what way you look. I don't care where you're living. I don't care about any of those external factors, throw all that shit to the side, remove all that limiting belief system that says you are this because of this and establish exactly the identity you want to be in this world exactly who you want to be, the things you want to have, the life you want to live and get people crystal clear on exactly what that identity looks like. Because once we have that identity established, we can now protect it. We can get super clear on it and we can develop a strategy on how to bring all of that that we create for somebody in the next 12 months. So, so step number one is establishing identity and clarity on, on who you are, you know, and where you want to go with your life. The next thing is strategy. Successfully excludes. So the coolest thing in the world is I've spent over eight years and tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of dollars investing into myself, my network, mentors, wisdom. So getting all of the tools and the resources to help somebody, depending on where it is they want to go, to develop a well thought out strategy plan of action, roadmap, whatever you want to call it to actually get there. But then the third thing is the most important thing ever. And it's the accountability factor, but it's bigger than that. I motivate people religiously to take massive action. I remove limiting beliefs in people that think to make a million dollars will take five years. To have a perfect body will take five years. To do this will take, I, we remove that, truly program their brain to believe it's possible in the next year, have the proper roadmap to get there, and then hold them accountable to consistently take action every single day. Now, something that's really big is I'm super big on one goal. One thing at a time, not two, not three, not four, not five clarity on one main goal doesn't mean you're going to not have goals after that goal. And we, everything that my clients and people that are in my mastermind group and my club do has to align with that one goal. So we've created a community and accountability. So it's not just me coaching or yelling at someone or talking to them or pushing them. It's a whole community where that goal is shared with everyone within the community. And they're constantly checking in with you. What are you doing today to work towards that goal? So that's like kind of the secret formula right there is having that community that's constantly pushing you. So I help you get real clear on what it is that you want to do, what you need to be focusing on to get there. And then I create a community that helps me hold you accountable to actually taking the action necessary to get you there. Here's the thing, man. It, it blows my mind. It blows my mind how many coaches exist, how many mentors exist, how many speakers exist, how many courses are out there. Yet most people still never freaking succeed. They never accomplish shit with their life. And the fact is they, they don't take the action necessary to do it. I'm a big, big person on action. If you do not take action, you will not change your life. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to be as crazy as I am and take as much action as I take. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get farther than you because I'm willing to put in more action than you are. So it really comes down to how bad do you want it? 
How much work are you willing to put in? Do you surround yourself with the right people to learn the right knowledge to get there? And when times get tough, because they do, I have bad days. I have days I'm not feeling it, days I'm in a rut, but I have a support group around me. And I have brothers that, that believe in me and lift me back up and get me back on my path and keep me going. That's so important to have that environment of people that, that are genuinely interested in your growth as well and that are directly vested into that. Um, everyone that's listening, make sure to go check out Cody while we end this amazing podcast episode. Last question, man. Where can, actual, where can people find you? What are the social networks that you have, your website and everything? I'd love for you to share that and I'll put them all, all in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, one of the the big resources that I provide for people for completely free, that's really cool, is the Motivation Everything Facebook group. So, you know, facebook.com forward slash motivation, forward slash groups, forward slash motivation, everything. You can just search motivation, everything, and the group will pop up for you. Free community, a couple thousand people in there constantly pushing one another, encouraging one another, driving one another to become the best version of themselves. Me personally, you can find me on Facebook, Cody Cottle, or you can find me on Instagram. Um, I am Cody Cottle. And those are the two best places to connect with me. You can also find me on LinkedIn as well. And, uh, you know, big thing for me is I just want to see everyone in the world become the best version of themselves. And it's so important to plug in to as many people as you can that are on that same journey as you. Thank you so much for your time today, man. It was definitely a pleasure like it always is. Um, and I look forward to our next interaction, man, for sure. Thanks so much for having me, Yash. It was an honor. Have a great day.